With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. News team, assemble! back and bigger than ever it's the unofficial 40 from soonerscoop.com now here's the entire sooner scoop crew carrie josh eddie and bob all right we are back it is the unofficial 40 right here on soonerscoop.com or we, the entire crew has joined us. I'm sorry, I'm trying to do a couple things. I know you you boys, if, if you didn't hear that, Eddie and Josh, or Eddie and Bob, just know that I was thinking of you realizing that you probably couldn't hear the intro, and I was trying to fix it, and I never did, so there you go. I, I can never hear the intro. It's yeah, fine. it happens every time like that, and I'm just like, should I say something, or should I just go with this? <laughs> It's really funny because I've I've had to Skype it the last few weeks, and I was like, "Can the guys? Do they have the same problems I have? Like, because guys, I don't know about for you, but for me, when it's coming in and Carrie is talking, it's like you can hear parts of him, and part of it's kind of static. Yeah, like yeah. Okay, okay, I wasn't sure. I fucking hate COVID. All right, <laughs> I just hate it. Uh, I came out against COVID a long time ago. I think everybody needs to remember that. Okay, this is an this? anti-COVID podcast for sure. Uh, that was not me, by the way. It wasn't someone. If some, if it was, if that was my phone, just know they would have been on the pod. I think that should be the rule for you guys too, though. As you it have to answer. Life. You don't want them on. Who was it? <laughs> huh? Who was it? I have no idea. It oh. was just a, a spam or spam. something. Spam. Spam. Oh, I, that would be even better. Although I think it's illegal to do that. Uh, we do have a major controversy going on at Scoop headquarters right now. Uh, one, Eddie Radosevich has been hacked by um, Agent of Chaos, Schofield. My friends are fascinated by this. Uh, I just got a text earlier. What the hell? Are you guys hearing me? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Okay. Josh, I just now got a gif from Josh that said, wakey, wakey. Yeah, no, I uh, I sent that, like, before Eddie sent the message earlier about whether you were ready or not, and for some reason it just now went through, so, <laughs> yeah. So that's another part of the problem, is that we we lost our war room because I had to get rid of it. I had to scramble before someone got sensitive information or... Just decided to publish the contents of our war room where we say things that are that a little. That was honestly my number one, like, <laughs> oh my God, that's like, and not, not because it's like bad or anything. It's just, you know, you don't want private conversation. Yeah, I mean, you don't want straight talk making it out there. We say things that only, you know, we, we don't really mean, but, you know. Sure. There's locker room talk in there. Yeah, there's a lot of locker room talk. 
It's 2021, guys. Dick pics are okay. Don't sweat it. It's fine. Yeah, the scoof. Weird, the, the, the staff <laughs> dick pic comparison what, wars are what out of control. group are you in, Doc? <laughs> I think that's just a private one between me and him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I will say this, Eddie. I, not that I'm shocked by it, because I know I, I know that this is how they operate, but it is amazing how you just can't get a hold of Twitter. Like, there's no, like, you can fill out whatever form you're allowed to fill out, but that's it. That's all yeah, you can do. As, as many times as I feel like people have, you know, reported the account hacked or whatever, I just felt like there was nothing going on. And now, I will say, like, the initial information that I filled out, it said that it's going to take a couple days, and I... I you know, I, I guess I believed it, but at the same time thought, well, maybe they'll throw me a bone because I have, you know, a, a decent amount of followers and they're going to want to get it figured out. And, you know, luckily we've had some people with the Rivals national social team be able to step in and kind of uh, get a hold of some people in the Twitter offices. And at least I went to bed on Tuesday night with the peace of mind knowing that they know about it and they're working on it. I just don't know when it's going to get fixed or if ever if it's going to get fixed. And that will really piss me off. Have you given any consideration of what the new username would be if that had to happen? Well, I mean, I would hope that I could still go. I'd maybe just drop the uh, underscore and just go Eddie Ratto. Okay. I don't know. And it's, it's really, it, it sounds pathetic when I say it out loud, but it wouldn't be about, like, having to start back over from scratch. I just, like, kind of proud of what I built on social media or at least Twitter, and I'd just be sad to see it go. I would probably would have to cry a little bit. Sure. And I, I realize that's pathetic. So you'd have to repost all those videos. I know. And like half of them, I don't even have anymore. So it's uh, it'd be a very sad day, but hopefully, I don't know. I guess I'm being yesterday. I kind of accepted defeat and <laughs> uh, like started moving on. I was really angry about it, but I just, I truly like, don't know how I could have, well, I know that there's some steps that I should have prevented myself from being hacked, but two-factor authentication, yeah, yeah, live and learn. It's just such a weird existence to be this person, like that. I stole someone's account, and so now I'm tweeting about things that no one gives a fuck about <laughs> that follows this account. Like, what kind of existence is that? I imagine he's like the guy, and I can't put my finger on what movie it is, but like sitting in front of one of those like dark rooms with like 70 monitors in front of him and basically just controlling the internet. So you think he's just, he, he's doing this to people all over the world? Yes. And he's, he's like, oh, I've got a million people now that are listening to every word that I say. And I'm Something going like to change like, the world. The word we got back from Twitter yesterday was basically like they used the word team of like our ops team is working on it. And it made me think like, well, oh, shit, like, can I go down in my parking garage or am I going to be blasted in the back of the head? An op, that's what you think of when you hear the word ops team? Well, no, it just made it sound like it's a rather serious investigation. <laughs> It probably just means that they need someone to lock the account, and they haven't. It's it's just a long list of accounts they need to lock, sure, and reset. I hope, so. I, I hope to get it back by some point, like within the next few days. I 
like I said, yesterday was really bad. I had kind of, I think I was depressed. I think I was actually depressed about it. I mean, you, you've, you've built something to be proud of. I'll say that. I mean, you have a ton of followers. You just shot right past Josh and I in the last couple of years. It's, it's, it's humiliating. It is a little humiliating (laughs) and dehumanizing. Like a, like a follower drive at Louis Lakeside or something during the summer, if that's the case. I mean, if it really did mean anything, we'd probably pay you less. But, you know, you don't really make any money out of having more followers than Josh and I. You just you just get to flex. You on just us feel, you feel better. Like it. Yeah, it just mm-hmm. makes you yeah. feel better. I mean, literally, the only thing that gets me out of bed in the morning sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe this will. Maybe this. I mean, you you've done what you always do, uh, which is. You have milked this puppy for all it's worth. Maybe now is the time to just go ahead and start another account. On Parlor? <laughs> no, on Twitter. So, has anyone bothered to do the Google Translate of what is in uh, Eddie's bio now, or his former bio, I guess? Well, yeah, I, I yeah. put it into Google, that and uh-huh. that's how I realized that this guy has all these other accounts. Maybe I can't make you smile, but I can make you smile. That's that's deep. I want to think that's about that. That's so for a while. foreign. That's so mm-hmm. foreigner talk. Mm-hmm. The weird thing is in the in the like header, which is kind of like and this kind of creeped me out, but it's like something about pasta, like stacking pasta or something. I, it's just weird because it's like the big bread, big dairy stuff. I don't know. I feel like it's it's almost a troll, but it's not. When they tweeted the snow, I was like, wait a second. I know. And I think a lot of people thought that it was like a bit. I wish it was. It would have been a genius bit, but it's not. Are you kind of sad that you didn't think of it? I mean, honestly, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I got you. It would have been a great troll to kick off right after the start of the new year. That's absolutely true. Build up the Scoop HD account. (laughs) Unfortunately, I'm not that smart. I'm I'm at least finding out uh, people to block today because I went and signed up. They 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 put together the Oklahoma vaccine page today, and this isn't being political. It's just I signed up to see where I was stacked up on the vaccine list, mm-hmm. and I'm phase four or whatever it is. And so now I'm getting all these assholes that are like, make sure you wear a hazmat suit. Blocked, fucker. All right? <laughs> that was Bob Stute's statue that I blocked, by the way. Tiffany Tiffany tried to get me on the list, and I was like, I, I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not there. Not, it's not that I wouldn't get it. It's not that at all. It's just like I feel like there's people that need it more than I do yeah, right now. Yeah, I don't want to jump so, the line. I mean, yeah, I'm not yeah. – I'm gonna be like I'm, I've got obesity. I really need it. No, I you know, I I I'm fine being stage four or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like I want my parents to get it because they're over sixty five. Exactly. But other than that, I don't care. Yep. So you know what? Stop it with your stupid fucking. You better stay inside, liberal boy. People are so stupid. Get the vaccine, and then you can have the life that you want to get back to normal. Like, it, this should be real simple. But, Josh, they're you, just trying to control you with the vaccine. Yes. It's it, it's. It's like I, I, there, I posted this thing, like, 
someone on Facebook, it's like I it it just completely shows you how stupid all these fucking people are. And I'm sorry to rain on this, but like, did you see the thing I posted about Lincoln Riley? Like that came that straight from un- Facebook. Yes. <laughs> it was a it was it was he never gave that quote. And it was to me that he said it to, so I should fucking know. But he basically said, I, I don't know that if there's a, a four teams in the country playing better than we are right now. And they twisted that quote into, uh, I don't even know what it was. I'll read it to you. This is the quote. Uh, we played a full schedule, won our conference, and just hung, hung 55 points on the SEC runner-ups. You can't tell me these guys didn't deserve a playoff spot over Ohio State. He never fucking said that. And you idiots. Nothing even close to it. That That's was in the super crazy. secret second interview oh, yeah. that he did. Oh, my yep. God. <laughs> you fucking people. Just. Like, that doesn't even sound like Lincoln Riley. Like, he's so <laughs> he would never say not it. We just like hung that. 55 points exactly. on someone. That's ridiculous. And if you tweeted that or Facebooked it or re Facebooked it or posted it, you're a moron, and I think we should be able to put you in a cell somewhere. We should be able to lock you up somewhere. It's just amazing that shit like that is out there, and people will not even think twice because it looks like like the the uh, the thing that they put out. It looks very real. It looks like a very well produced graphic. I some uh, people were sending me things saying. Uh, there's a picture of like uh, Abraham Lincoln, uh, and there's a quote on it that says, uh, "If people see a picture along with words, they'll believe anything." It's true. And it was a quote from Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Allegedly, so yeah. Well, I mean, are we sure he didn't say that? I mean, he he might have. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, mm-hmm. Did they even have printing presses? Yeah, I think they did. Anyway, moving on to things that people, you know, are willing to believe anything. The transfer portal. That's what we're paying attention to. We're paying attention to the NFL entries. Uh, if you kept up on, it's been kind of weird. Bob kind of pointed this out. It's like we're doing all this legwork, uh, and there's not really a whole lot to show for it. Um, so... Sorry. <laughs> I mean, but it but it's just like there's so much stuff to chase down, and all we're chasing down is whether or not people are coming or going. Uh, and until they say, you know, until they release something, that's that's how all this works now. That's the world that we live in now. Um, you know, we found out that Ronnie Perkins has been interviewing agents, so it looks like he's on the way. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson uh, appears to be... Uh, kind of working his way into playing in the Senior Bowl and, uh, you know, some things that people have seen from his mom indicate maybe he's looking at going too. So, and I know, I mean, guys, this is, you know, you hear that stuff and you think, okay, well, Trey Norwood left early. Uh, All-time shocker. I mean, that was a shocking one. Adrian Ely left early. Like, it's almost ridiculous to think that Ronnie Perkins and Ramondre Stevenson wouldn't go early too, and well, and Nick Benito. Nick Benito, his, his you know sources told us and Bob, I believe, uh, Nick Benito, he's not completely shut the door on maybe declaring. 
Right. I mean, he seemed pretty confident on social media like Thursday, the day after the Cotton Bowl win. You know, I'm coming back, Isaiah Thomas. Like, they were all talking about coming back and building something special. Makes me think draft grade came in. Maybe it's like put him right on the fence of what he's thinking. Made him I have second believe, thoughts. Yeah, I still think he's coming back, but I think it gave him pause. And it's almost like how we talk about official visits, that euphoria, that moment. You know, you got to come off that high. You have to come off the high of hanging 55 points and, hold, and, and holding Florida to 20 and, and then reassess things. I think that's the process he's going through now. Well, and I think Eddie and I, you know, you pointed out the other day that he, he'd uh... – He'd ask something about, um, you know, who does edits or whatever, um, or who does video edits or something. And Eddie and I kind of both took that as, okay, he's probably coming back because it was the same day Marquise Hayes put mm-hmm. up an edit of all of his, you know, big plays. And you just don't usually see people announce and then put up college highlights. Yeah, it's more of a high school commitment video is the the, the whole thing yeah, there. Not, yeah. not usually. By the way, we'll we don't see, know. Yeah. We've never seen a produced leaving for the NFL no, video. Yeah. We don't know what the hit rate is on that because, as we've talked about many times, we always get worried when someone does a commitment video because usually that person sucks. Well, Trevor Lawrence just did one. He did. I'm, what, I'm leaving? His, his announcement was a video. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Oh, God, no. I'm going to win. I am going to win. Justin Fields is going to end up being the better quarterback. I'm going to win now. But, I mean, you can't fault him. I mean, he's got a comma. He's got an ellipsis. I mean, I I love everything he's done here. And then a video. I mean, he's my kind of guy. He he was born to be my kind of guy. By the way, were you surprised that his parents looked so normal? I don't know if you guys watch the Heisman. I was expecting like his dad to be like half lion or something, and he was just like a normal looking parents? dude. Like what, Eddie? Like hippies almost? No, just because. I mean, they just didn't have any of his features, like his facial features, which are so dramatic. He's adopted. He's adopted? Yeah. Do you not know that? No, you're lying. Yeah. He's not adopted. I'm, I'm- I'm joking. Yeah. <laughs> I could tell. See? I, I did not watch the Heisman ceremony last night. I didn't either. But I am super I am very excited Devontae Smith won it. He A, he deserved it. And B, it's awesome that an actual someone other than a quarterback can win the damn thing. It's kind of one of those deals. It's the first time in a long time, not to take anything away from Kyler Baker. But it's the first time where I think everyone could agree, even after the bowl games are played, like, that's the guy that should have won it. Yep. Like, yep. going in, he, he should have was... won it. Coming out of the bowl games, he should have won it. That, I know there's Without been, a, there's a, been doubt. a lot of talk about the 2017 offense in Norman, but, like, the skill position players, and I think Max Olson tweeted it on Tuesday night, the guys that were in that locker room in Tuscaloosa in 2017 is just ridiculous. And I know that that picture was circulating with uh, Jerry Judy, Henry Ruggs, uh, Devonta Smith, and Jalen Waddle. Uh, Jalen Waddle. Just, I mean, it, it. It's almost like, yeah, they really do get everybody, don't they? Well, like the it, quarterback photo with oh, Mac yeah. Jones, Tua, Hurts. <laughs> yeah, but you also, I mean, the, I think I, I looked at that too, and I thought, wow, that's impressive. And I thought, 
OU can almost match that, though. I mean, if you go back to Sterling, Dede, Mark Andrews, Baker, Kyler. The the 2017 offense, and it's not even including uh, Kyler sitting over on the sidelines, but 10 of those 11 guys play a lot of snaps every Sunday. And the only guy that doesn't is Dimitri Flowers, which is insane when you realize, you know, just how much Flowers played a role in that offense. He was arguably one of that offense's best players, but he just didn't have a role really in the NFL. So, sure. But yeah, I mean, you add, you add, and, and that's not on the same team, but then you add Marquise Brown, you add CeeDee Lamb. Uh, I mean, it's just unbelievable how much talent Lincoln has put in the NFL, especially on the offensive side. Well, they were on that team. CeeDee was. Um, Marquise was. Marquise they were part of the same was, class. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah. Charleston Rambo was. Um, but then you're starting to lose guys like Sterling and Didi because they're already gone. Sure, sure. So, yeah. I mean, we 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 all kind of included Rambo as the next in line of with those guys, which is bizarre. I mean, it's not bizarre. It's just, in, in you know. He is going to enter the transfer portal, or maybe he's in it today. I don't know. Uh, he he is in it. Is he yes. in it officially mm-hmm. now? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, it's just one of those things. Like, I I don't think anybody feels bad. It's it's it was obvious it didn't work out, but you cannot deny that this coaching staff gave him every opportunity to be the guy. He just he wasn't he the had guy. A lot of targets. He wasn't he the guy. Yeah, a ton of targets. Some will try to deny it, but I agree that it, 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 you can't reasonably say that he didn't get a chance to be the number one guy, and he just he didn't take it. I mean, Bob. Bob I mean, and you know, not to uh, shine a light for Schofield on some of the things we talk about in our private group message, but competitive catches is a constant topic of conversation, and it was almost always about Charleston Rambo. I mean, there's no question the speed. He can catch. He can do things. But, man, when it was in a tight space or there was good coverage, guys, I mean, what would you give him? A 1-10, in 2-10 in 10 chance yeah. of coming down with a ball? Like, it was small. Yep. Did you guys think that uh, – I'm sure everybody saw the Lincoln Riley tweet after the Heisman ceremony congratulating him on sticking with it. And, you know, he mentioned in the – Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, that, that was interesting. That a bit of a shot. I just think Lincoln is always caught in between that wanting to be outwardly, you know, accepting to players and decisions that they make, while at the same time, he's he, he's still got a little bit of that, you know, West Texas old school guy in him. Yep. He's a Growing new age coach. Like, Red Raiders having yep. one senior quarterback after another. I mean, this, this is what he knows. Yeah, I mean, he, he knows it, but he also knows that a product of his success has been largely the transfer portal. Yeah, you don't want to you don't want to start talking trash on what has given you so many gifts. So sure. Well, and that's and, something then, that's so something you know it, that we we were talking about before the pod started. Uh, Bob, you were you were mentioning this, and and Josh, you you commented on it, but. Like every time someone sees someone go in the portal, their immediate reaction is, "Oh, oh you's got to get in on him." And it's like there's so many people in the portal. 
there, I mean, OU's just not going to go after everybody. It's just not going to work that way. And there's some guys that you may think, oh, well, he was a four-star coming out of high school. Right. He might not be any good. I mean, there's a reason put- most guys are in the portal because, I mean, it's kind of like Charleston Rambo. I Our South Carolina site hit me up this morning, and they're like, hey, have you heard anything about where Rambo's looking to go? Uh, and like Josh mentioned, other than SMU, we don't really know. But I was also kind of like, you might want to look at some of his film this year before you get too excited. Charleston Rambo was a Rivals 100 guy, not just yeah. a four star, but like, a, I mean, so the and guys, that's why we've talked about this forever. Like, you know, the the fans and people on the board. When I started saying, "Hey, guys, I think this is going to move more toward the portal," then they're going to start adding a bunch of new recruits to their list. It's because of this very thing. They don't. They can go watch college tape of a kid. Uh, good example is the Kenneth Walker kid at Wake Forest. Yep. Like he's pretty good on tape. There's some. There's some evidence. They had 13 touchdowns this year in the ACC. Like there's a reason to believe he can help you, especially this year or the next year. Much more so than a high school kid that you're taking a gamble on. You have more data to go off of, and so I think that's what you're going to see. But people sending these four star guys to me that had, you know, 40 yards this season at Syracuse. Dude, if you can't crack the lineup at Syracuse, you're not doing anything at Oklahoma. Like uh, it's that simple. I don't I don't care who you are. That's just not going to be you're facing such a different level of talent. There's no way you're making an impact. So, people have to gauge these things. It's not just about the recruiting ranking. Was he impactful or I, you know, if he's a freshman, okay, fine. Maybe you can make that argument. But in general, when you have a guy that's been on campus long enough to make an impact and he hasn't, OU's not looking for that guy. That's why a Trey Walker at San Jose State is actually gaining traction or Kenneth Walker yeah. at Wake Forest. doesn't matter if they were two-star recruits. It's what happened when they got on campus. They're not playing at a two-star level. It's And where it's, it is, it's flipped. For some of those guys that were top 100 kids that just didn't perform at that level. So why would you take that chance and thinking something's going to change now for some reason? Absolutely. And that's the funny part about this because this is – I keep getting guys being like, well, OU needs to go and make some good evaluations. They can make them on college players. Yeah, it's not that hard. I mean, it's not not some – the diamond in the rough you're looking I mean these guys have played against the competition that you're playing against so you know yep. it's a pretty cut and dry deal like you can tell you, there's no evaluation that needs to be made that is beyond watching tape of what he's done in college do you guys think that they have like a I guess for a lack of better terms like a waiver wire as far as we need to fill this spot this spot and this spot and they're going to go down in like almost order does that make sense? Like, would running back yeah. be number one? Would safety be number one? What would be their number one need right now in the portal? I think it's got to be running back, and it's they got to find an offensive back. tackle. Yeah. yeah, I think yep. those two are the ones that stick out to me because just it, it's not so much that offensive tackle that someone's going to come in and start, but man, you, you're just short on bodies, especially with Ely kind of surprising some people and leaving. Um, you know, that, that that leaves a real question mark as far as what Oklahoma's going to do. Well, Josh, that'll go, we'll go right, right into it. We talk about that, yet what's the one name that we've all sort of been hyped about? Eric Gilbert. Sometimes it's just, if there's someone out there that you just can't miss, it kind of goes that draft. You take the best player or the, the position of need 
And it sounds like Gilbert is someone that the Sooners are really going to make a run at. Yeah, Eric Gilbert is so stupidly talented that there's just no way. I mean, to, you know, I don't remember if, Carrie, if you ever got to see him live. Um, if I did, I don't remember. But I, I mean, think I think I saw Rivals' uh, video where Eddie almost got bowled over by Devontae Smith in the end zone, and I bet you don't remember that. No, I, I was I, actually planning on looking for videos today. Uh, I got a picture from uh, uh, Woody sent it to me, and I'm standing right behind Devonta Smith. I'm, I was going to look for that video today to try and find some of the highlights. Now, what I was going to say, though, is to me, Eric Gilbert's about the closest thing I've seen to O.J. Howard as far as that sort of size, You're athleticism. You're saying I would have probably fallen in love with uh, yes, him if I Yes, you, you would have had a big old man crush on Eric Gilbert. There's no doubt. He is a – I mean, this was – if I'm not mistaken, he was USA Today Player of the Year as a tight end last year. I mean, like, who does that? So he is a, a special, special guy. And, again, we'll have to see because I've already heard a lot of talk about Tennessee and – let, let's be real. If he's leaving LSU to go to Tennessee, I think there's some reasons there that maybe OU's not going to get into that race. Like I, I think you wonder about what's happening there with Tennessee looking like they're yet again lost in the mire of another you know crappy head coaching decision with Jeremy Pruitt. So we'll um, you know hey and Greg Schiano, nice year at Rutgers, but uh, unrelated topic. Um, but yeah, you know we, you do that we'll have Shiano? to see. Huh? Why you got to do that to Greg Schiano? No, Greg, good for Greg Schiano. I'm talking to the Clay Travis idiots oh, that okay. tried to paint Greg Schiano as oh, the, okay. the devil. You made it sound like it was a negative against Greg Schiano. It's like no, what? no. They, they, if they had Greg Schiano, they'd be playing winning football right now. Um, but instead, they're getting punched all over the SEC. So anyway, but yeah, that's what I'm talking about though. Like if he's if he's like I sort of had first heard maybe he was homesick, maybe he wanted to get a little closer to home, and then, okay, he's going to Georgia. Okay, fine, whatever. But if it's if it's Tennessee, well, there's two ways to look at that. Well, okay, maybe it's not the homesick thing, but at the same time, why would you choose Tennessee? Like that, the quarterback play has been awful for a decade. Um, there's nothing to indicate that's going to change. It, it, it makes you wonder what the motivations are, and if the motivations are what everyone might assume them to be, OU's not in that race. So we'll have to see. There's a lot of things in play, but I can flat out tell you this is the first guy I know that Oklahoma was like, yep, we're involved. Like we're, we're As soon as he hits the portal officially, Oklahoma was in and tracking down contact information, and they are working to get involved there. Do you think that there's a single running back out there? I'm sorry. Ask that again, Bob. Oh, Gilbert created a new Twitter account as soon as he hit the portal. Hmm. So that's to sort of watch what coaches start following him. will be interesting. Go ahead. Interesting. Here's my question about running back. Is there anyone as good as TJ Pledger? That they could bring in. It's a good one. It's a good question. It really is. I mean, you need. I mean, you can. You need a, a body. I mean, sure. That's basically it. But I'm just saying, is there really going to be a, a difference maker in the portal for OU? It, well, and that kind of leads to the other thing that I, I've talked to a lot of people, and they're really harping on right now is just because the guy doesn't come into the portal right now 
doesn't mean it won't happen at all. There's a lot of people that think you could see some movement after spring practice or maybe as these kids go home and they start to be time to return to school for the spring semester or workouts or what, whenever it is their time to return to campus and these kids kind of like the Jaden Hazelwood stuff last week for Oklahoma, like which of these kids decide, eh, I'm not that motivated to get back to wherever. I know a, a popular one right now, the two that are really big in the SEC are Tank Bigsby at Auburn which Oklahoma couldn't beat down his door fast enough, I'm sure. And Kendall Milton, who was a name that Oklahoma was very much involved with. And you wonder if maybe now with DeMarco Murray that could go right for Oklahoma. You know, there's reasons to think maybe this time it would be different. But Kendall Milton didn't get a lot of snaps at Georgia this year. And there's not a lot of reason to believe it will change because they've got plenty returning. So we'll have to see what kind of happens there. But he's another guy that I've heard mentioned several times that at this point is part of Georgia's roster but may not be down the line. Josh, I want to throw one thing out there because I didn't even think about it until grad assistant Will Johnson started tweeting about it yesterday. What about junior college when their seasons start up in the spring? Could that change anything? Oh, sure, sure. I mean, I I think that's – and that's part of it too, guys, because they know – with the junior college market being pushed back, you can wait. There's no rush to, you know, like a guy that you don't know or that you're not sure of. Maybe the NCAA opens things back up. And when these guys start playing, you can go see them. And if not, at least you have new film to go on. So th- there's something to to kind of base that off of and you can work from. So I don't think there's any question that that's a possibility. I don't think that is the focal plan, but it's a really good fallback because – Juco running backs, there's a, there's some track record of success there. I mean, Oklahoma's obviously got one on campus right now, and I'm not saying you're going to go find Ramondre Stevenson, but there are good junior college backs that can help you in a variety of ways. Maybe, you know, you find a speed guy or you find a between the tackles guy. You find somebody who can have a role for you. You know, it's interesting, guys. I've, I've been in some conversations this week with, I'll just say some higher-ups at Oklahoma that had some questions for me about kind of the way things are trending with the transfer portal. I think some people are just trying to get information about how things are working at other schools around the country. And I think there's a little bit of surprise. It's kind of like everything is. I mean, they've been so busy with COVID and protocols and all that stuff this year. Like, And you know how colleges are. They hire consultants for everything. They need people to kind of tell them how things work and how to do this. And they probably over hire consultants, firms and stuff like that. That's just the way universities work. But I've been really surprised that they, that some people are so caught off guard by that programs like SMU and Texas state have made this model that they're building their programs now off of transfers. Because I think, you know, it used to be, Look at Bill Snyder. Look at Kansas State. They built that program off of junior college kids and evaluated kids. And that's not the way people are doing it anymore. And I think, you know, the junior college system, just overall, you've had some feeder schools. Uh, I mean, we've all seen Last Chance U. Those those programs still exist, but just not in the same, uh, not in the same number that they once did. Uh, and... I think there's a real concern by a lot of schools that tampering is going on. I think OU feels like, you know, some not the coaching staff this isn't coming from, but the administration's concerned about 
you know, are people contacting their their players? Do they do they know that a kid is redshirting or that maybe he isn't playing very much? In our people contact because like you look on Twitter, I know Bob and I have both been scouring Twitter this week. Like the the one of the most important people in a program now are they're usually termed you know player personnel director. Like the guys at SMU and Texas State and all the other, and I know there's some in Florida we're starting to see pop up. Like I think the next USF coach and the next Central Florida coach, like they're going to be able to sign dudes out of high school that other people just miss on. But the teams in Florida that are going to become, you know, kind of those group of five UCF types. It's going to be people that are built building their teams based off of Florida kids that were at Georgia or LSU uh, or other Florida schools like that could come back home. Like I think I think it's only a matter of time before they adopt this SMU Texas State model. Cincinnati's done some of that um, with some of their local guys. Same deal, you know, recruiting Ohio, and they've Have they? now they've done yeah, they've done more just really trying to make Cincinnati. Prep recruiting a big deal, but they had some advantage. They were Luke Fickle being the big name he was, and it kind of it worked out for them. But yeah, I mean, to some degree, they have worked out some transfers. That's a, I mean, it's a model that makes a lot of sense, and I think. But it's also the, it's also kind of a model that's that's built on poaching a little bit too. Oh, a hundred percent. No, there's. I mean, there's no question that they have somebody yeah. that's just watching that all day, every day, waiting for a you know for SMU's sake, a guy from Dallas, Texas, or the surrounding areas to pop up in the portal. But I think the problem there is when things get back to normal, if this becomes that prevalent, like you can't keep losing players that are getting recruited off of your team by active, you know, by other schools because. Eventually, you're going to run into that scholarship limitation where you're going to have a year uh, where you can only recruit 25 guys, and then you, your scholarship numbers might be like 78 or something, and then fall to 72. I mean, if you keep losing guys like that, I mean it's it's a it's a small issue right now, but it could become really big in the future, and it could be one of those things that the bigger schools, the Power Five schools, really start looking at and trying to eliminate almost or, or limit at least i don't know i just thought that was kind of interesting how this is all going this. i think i think everything that like goes into the way that rosters are being formed right now it's almost like nobody wants to step in the water the entire way just because there's so much unknown right now about roster size and everything like that here over the next two three years and then you get into like the juco stuff and i think we've talked about it before as far as like is the end of Juco football coming in the near future to where kids are going to end up going to say a division two school for a year. And then you, you know, put together good tape and then you hit the portal and try to go D one. I just, I, it's going to be really interesting to see how these kids go out. And then all the kids that are in the portal now that think that they're going to end up at a division one school. I mean, I, I think everybody's kind of heard the cautionary tale of, like, there's just not going to be enough spots for the amount of guys that continue to enter the portal each day. Can you even take an SAT right now or an ACT? Uh, I think you can. You'd have but to I be don't able think, to. Like, how they're doing? I don't know how. Yeah, but how are they? Right. I mean, I mean, how would you do that if you can't? No, no. I mean, I, I get the. I, know I don't know the answer. Because you can't. I mean, I. 
Well, I mean, I guess schools are, you know, some schools are in session, so maybe you could. You just have to have smaller, uh, you know, smaller sessions where people are more spread out. But I wonder how much the SAT, ACT thing and just, you know, meeting eligibility standards is going to become an issue over the next couple of years for people. Like, and well, the other side of that carry is I know that like some schools have dropped admission standards and you don't have to take a standardized test to get in right now. Right. I think, yeah, that's, right. that's everywhere that right now. I for think. the 2021 class, yeah. you don't have, have to have a qualifying score. Oh, there's just so much weird stuff when, it, when yes, we start talking about this now. I mean, we're past football season. Now right. everything's kind of shedding a light on how weird all this stuff is right now. And we haven't yeah. even talked about numbers and where that's going to go and how long you're going to be able to carry extended rosters and things like that. Because that's a, yeah, just when, a mess. When getting you ready hear to Riley talk, he, almost make, he feels pretty confident that by 2022 you've got to get it back to where it used to be. Whatever the heck you got to do to get there, that's what seems like the timeline. Yeah, man, that's odd. that's just a so lot odd. to ask. I mean, I don't know why you couldn't fall off. You know, you're going to fall off 25 scholarships in one year. That's, man, that's a lot to ask. I, I feel like, couldn't you do it like 5, 10, 5, or, you know, some, some uh, 12. I mean, cut it in half. That's fine. But to just, like, you're going to have... Some schools that, I mean, all seniors go ahead, for Bob. 2021 for the season coming up don't count. Yeah. So that makes that helps a little bit, but yeah, it's sure drastic. It's been crazy. But I like, yeah, like I said, I don't know how you just get it back to normalize that quickly without a lot of schools having to do exactly what OU just did and take 16 guys. It makes you wonder. Is Oklahoma, and I'm not trying to take up for Oklahoma here. We'll have to see if this is how it works out for them. But do you, does it make you wonder if maybe next year some other schools are going to have to be in that 17, 18 to, you know, maybe 20 range and Oklahoma can go big and go long or are they just going to find a workaround for it? By the way, guys, uh, want to remind you, uh, Eddie and myself, both uh, big proponents of Dead Soxie, a uh, great sponsor of the pod. Uh, go check them out at deadsoxy.com, D-E-A-D-S-O-X-Y. No, I the Big 12 Championship, I wore some of my no-shows and uh, just fantastic socks. Uh, I think my favorite part about the socks and the no-shows is like when you wear tennis shoes, it's just so much easier to put your shoes on, Eddie. I mean, it just That's your feet just slide right into your tennis shoes. I'm ready to get back into the uh, cutoff socks so I can go golfing here in the next couple weeks when it gets nicer out. Are we getting into the 60s? We're in January. What are you talking about? Uh, we, this is really the first cold spell we've hit, really. I mean. Tour begins tomorrow in Hawaii. Oh, you, got, you guys can't wear socks all around? Oh, can't relate. No, I've been, I've been shorts. A, that's shorts. why Josh is Sorry, not. Shorts. That's why Josh is not a uh, dead socksy. Uh, well, you'd be wearing flip flops anyway. Spokesperson, yeah. so true. I have some dead socksy though. I have bought them. We, I like them. I, I rock them when I, whenever that special moment occurs where I do put on a shoe. <laughs> That's when the wife makes you, probably. I'm guessing. Uh, no, she's she's pretty familiar with the flip flops. That that was part she signed up for. She made me cut all my hair off, but other than that, we're we're totally good. 
No, but I'm just saying there are times where she probably just has to go like, Josh, you're going to have to put socks on today. We're going to do something that's gonna, that, that makes that necessary. Uh, you know, I, I, I feel like maybe I have painted a bad picture of Tiffany at times. Um, she's pretty chill about what I, she stopped trying to dress me. That stopped a long time ago. I was like, I'm not your dad. I'm not going to wear what he wears. Don't, don't do that. So, um, but other than that, totally good. No problem at all. I am currently signing up. Uh, speaking of, we're actually going to cover some high school football at Soonerscoop.com this weekend. So taking care of those event orders right now. We've got some big plans in the works. Uh, mm-hmm. Even Carrie is getting involved. So, yeah. Placed an order for some new equipment um, that will be coming in. Very excited about it. Uh, by the way, uh, go to deadsoxy.com, D E A D S O X Y.com. Get the boardroom, the no show, which Eddie and I love. Uh, also, the alumni in your uh, Crimson and Cream colorway. And uh, just great socks. Great sponsor of the podcast. Um, I have a question. Yes. I think it's time to talk about it. It's something that has been really eating at me over the last couple of days. Okay. What the f*** is Trey Norwood doing? <laughs> wow. I think he's just... That, I mean, it's... That a, message board post, like, where the Raiders are really intrigued by him? Like they yeah, by love, some scrub writing a scouting report in his parents' basement. <laughs> <laughs> It was, it, was, it, was, it was a weird one. I told you guys, Devontae it's Lampkins, a top, it's a Dominique list. Alexander. Yeah. I mean, it is. It's. I will say this. It le- he's way more productive than all the surprise guys that have left early. I mean, like, to me, it would have been like Zach Sanchez leaving early. But guess what? Zach Sanchez came back for a senior year. I just didn't get it. Like, you could, I could have named eight guys. Last Friday, that you would have said, I, if you would have said, you know, give me eight guys that could declare today, I would never have once thought trade. No, would I wouldn't even either. He took his advice from Trey Brown. Go out on the high note. You got the pick six against Trask. All right, I'm done. He got his degree. I mean, you know, he, I, he was healthy he all year. I mean, there's I just, some guys that, that just – we've said that so many times, Eddie. I mean, sometimes school just isn't for everybody. But, I mean, he finished school. So, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I mean, I, it's I, one of those things like you hope you're wrong about. But at the same time, you're like, man, there's not a lot here that adds up to me. Let me ask this, though. If Justin Harrington is all that we think he is, does is anybody going to care? Well, that's no. fair. And that's somebody that I saw for the first time – uh, I guess up close, quote unquote, uh, last Wednesday at the uh, at the game, and my God, I mean, I put up the the, the gif on the board, and I I think I tweeted it to you guys, uh, or messaged it to you guys. He is a massive. massive We're definitely man crushing. Eddie, you have a Twitter? I used to. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, no, but he, no, he, I mean, you you don't want to lose your your playmaker when you've just got a defense that. It started to make plays. I mean, it's it's disappointing from a fan standpoint. But, I mean, sometimes... Guys, I mean, it, it's like I said also, and it's like people keep forgetting this. This year was unlike any other, and we don't know all the stuff that those guys or how difficult it was for those guys day to day to just keep doing what they're doing. 
what we do know about Norwood is he was contact tracing for oh, a month yes. and never had. He got screwed over worse than any player this year because so of COVID. maybe that did have a role in things. And that's the thing that makes you wonder, guys, because it's not just about, oh, this, this won't, you know, this won't work. He doesn't have a lot of tape. I mean, he didn't play last year. He played, what, six games this year, something like that? Seven? Well, he had five interceptions in the last six games. Cause okay. He, start, he really got his big break when Turner Yell went down for Texas Tech because of COVID. Or yep. else he would have just been that rotational guy that came in every series now and then. And then when Turner Yell and Rainbow were out for Tech, Norwood had the two picks, and boom, he made himself into he's got to be in there the rest of the season. Yeah, it's just one of those things, man. I mean, it was surprising. You you wish, you know, in terms of Oklahoma being, he, he made them a better team. So, I mean, Justin Harrington's got a lot of ability and certainly looks the part. But you're you're losing the one ball hawking guy that you've had over the last two years. I just, I mean, it just happens. Maybe it opens opportunities for other people. I mean, it, they definitely have started to build a little bit of depth. I, you know, they're counting on one or two guys, though. Especially I mean, it's at portal. least, I mean, you really, you're losing two of your key secondary guys, but I can't remember the last time they had two youngsters in DJ Graham and Woody Washington mm-hmm. that have shown to be turnover guys. That's kind of well, like we and, talked about. I, I think Josh mentioned it before the Cotton Bowl. It's like you talk to some people around town, and they might have got a little bit better when Trey Brown opted out. And I don't mean that as a slide. I I think that says a lot about what Woody Washington and DJ Graham are bringing. Yeah, I mean, guys, we've forgotten about Jaden Davis, who was kind of a breakout player as a freshman in 2019, and he's just gotten bypassed by the two young guys. Now, I almost wonder if Davis doesn't get a look at that nickel. That makes some sense to me because I don't know that he's got the turn and run stuff that Graham and Washington have. But if you put him on like a a, a slot guy or something like that, I I could see him absolutely working in that role. Yeah, it's not a bad thought. And I'm sure, you know, everybody working at different positions this year. I mean, God, they just need a spring. I mean, they really just need a spring. Mm Mm-hmm. That will help them so much, and that'll help Alex Grinch figure things out. I would say the best news, you know, we've talked about the portal a lot. Like, just looking at the secondary, all the young talent that's there, you're not hearing rumors of these guys looking, like Kendall Dennis or uh, Bryson Washington. You're not hearing – it's not – maybe it happens, but I haven't heard anything like that. And it sounds like those are guys that are buying into, okay, next year you could really do something because, guys – DJ Graham didn't even really get a spring to go through. He didn't get a normal summer workout session. Like, those guys, I mean, are as raw as any freshman to end their freshman year as any guy you've ever seen. And now they get to go and have a more normalized year where everybody kind of knows the ins and outs of how they're going to operate in this world. And how good could Shane Witter be with the spring? I mean, you know, is this my segment? Yes, it's your time to shine. (laughs) Although, I will say... As much as he flashed in the bowl game, his PFF grade was not great. Well, we you know, PFF no, grade isn't positive. P- PFF's best grade for, I-, I think, any OU player all year was Marcus Major in the Cotton Bowl. And Marcus Major looked great, 
Marcus Major, uh, like you can argue like what Florida's talent level was and what how engaged they were. By the time Marcus Major hit the field, I think we can all agree they were not engaged in that game no, anymore. No. But I said it before, they made Najee Harris look like Barry Sanders, too. You, you, I mean, and, guys, and we talked about it in the, the stuff leading up. Who is very similar to Najee Harris in a lot of ways? Ramondre Stevenson. Um, Ramondre Stevenson could He didn't have, even have a catch, though. I mean, Ramondre Stevenson, I mean, no joke, he could have had 300 yards rushing in that game if they decided oh. that they wanted to do that. Oh, yeah. He could have had the whole 435. I mean, Seth McGowan averaged 71 yards per carry. So, <laughs> Yeah, I, 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 and I heard the postgame, guys, and, you know, I guess we could talk a little bit about the game. I, I don't, Bob certainly hasn't gotten to. Um, the, the breakdown of him breaking out into space and being like, shit, somebody's going to – where are they coming from? Like, they're coming yeah. to catch me. Like, you could tell. <laughs> like, there like, was he no knew it. weaving. Like, like, I'm not going all the way There was home. no, you know, crossing the grain of the field to kind of, like, cut down the angle. It was just, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Like, that was what you felt watching him run. Yep, he was – and I, It was somebody, almost like an offensive lineman mentality of uh, yep. I've, I've, got, I've got the ball. <laughs> I'm going to try and get, get a touchdown. What am I doing in all this space? Where are all the bodies? <laughs> like, no, dude, you're fast. Just run. Yep. Don't worry but about it. He, he does like – and maybe it's because I'm coming fresh off the holiday season – but he looks like uh, it reminds me of watching like the Charlie Brown with the the Thanksgiving where the the chair opens up and is running around and chasing Snoopy. Like he doesn't look natural for a guy that's as big and as strong and as fast as he is. He looks awkward when he runs. Like there's no, it's not clean. Like when you watch some guys, you're like, wow, that that looks really pretty. Marcus Major when he gets in open space, you're like, yep, he can run, he can go. Um, McGowan, it's like, he's all over the place. Like, it's just like a, like a, just arms and legs in every direction. Yeah. I mean, I I don't, I don't come out of that game going, wow, they've got the answer with Marcus Major. Although I was just happy to see that he played so well. And I mean, but that, that touchdown run he had at the end, that was so reminiscent. I said this on the pod, that was so reminiscent of that game against Texas, where uh, Jordan Evans just tried to push a guy out of bounds. He just ran right past him. Mm-hmm. And that that set off a fire. I, I mean, I can't imagine. I mean, it was it was happening in the postgame. By the way, uh, PFF naming Dan Mullen their coach of the year, they deserved <laughs> all the crap that they were getting for that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he fired. Did he fire Grantham like two days later? Is that right? I don't remember them making Did they not move. fire anybody on defense? I thought that they had. I, uh they he I think there was a I never clicked the link. I never cared enough to click the link. Yeah, they are going to replace some assistants, but they're going to keep Todd Grantham is the last I'd read. I'm looking at it right now. That is of January 1st is the story I'm reading. But that I mean, remember the firestorm that that set off uh after that play, how embarrassing it was and you know, it was when Jordan Evans' dad called him to the house to go watch film and like all that, like, it was just so embarrassing. Like, Florida's gonna, like, I know they're making changes, but as long as Todd Grantham's there and, and as long as they continue to have problems tackling, like, that's gonna be an issue for all next year for them. Because that was wanna, embarrassing. A, a fun... Tweet Dan Mullen and just say, been there. <laughs> <laughs> 
a a fun little note. One of the guys that Florida is expected to hire or to fire, excuse me, is Torian Gray, who was oh, one boy. of the yep. big names that <laughs> we won't name the site. Um, very brainy group that um really pushed hard that that had to be the guy. He was going to sort out everything, and now uh. Two years into his Florida career is fired because of their cornerback play. And is the coach of the man who threw the shoe against LSU. So no, no joy in a coach losing his job. But uh, again, there are, there are coaching rumors that you got to be real careful about. You know, Calvin Thibodeau is nearing his two year end of his run too. So there's, sure. that's going on. It's just amazing how the coaches with the loosest lips aren't very good coaches. Yes. And it's almost like that's the reason some like them, is because they'll talk to them. It's, it's and not almost the, the reason why they they'll push for them to replace yes. capable coaches. Yes. I, well, I mean, another one that they were that some uh, not they you know we don't want to name names. Some were very excited about was um, oh uh, former Oklahoma DB coach um, Kerry Cooks. There was a lot of enthusiasm for Kerry Cooks. Yeah. I remember that. So, again, take no joy in a guy losing his job. That sucks. Sorry, Coach. Best of luck. But just something for the folks to, you know, file away there. Something to chew on. Yep. Something to think about. Um, One thing go ahead, I Bob. took from the game, they need help at receiver. I actually get why they want Trey Walker. You look at the last two games. It was Stevenson was the leading receiver against Iowa State, and McGowan was the leading receiver against Florida. You've got all these names, but for whatever reason, everything's not clicking. It's not all connecting. So I get why you want to bring in another name. You you figure what we uh, returning Hazelwood. You got Bridges. You're gonna you got Mims. That that shouldn't running back shouldn't be your leading receivers in games of that magnitude. But that's the way it worked out the last two games. Yeah, I think you know we'll get Stogner back, and that'll be big, but. You know, Braden Willis was playing together. I yeah, mean, that really, that really hasn't played together because of the weirdness with Hazelwood. Obviously, the Bridges situation. You know, you thought Weese was going to start coming on a little bit more than maybe he he was. And then you throw Mims, and I mean, you can live with those four. And then with the the group that's coming in next, I mean, who out of Cody Jackson, Farouk, or Mario Williams? I would have to think one of those three guys, with the way that they give freshman opportunities, is going to have a nice season. I'm just glad that we seem to be past the Jaden Hazelwood controversy. We're working out no you gear today. Yeah, you could tell <laughs> somebody bit. said, you know what, you might want to put on some OU gear while you're out there. Your teammates might like to see that. Your coaches might like to see that. I mean, it's uh, just, that was, that's another that one of those things. Like, you're talking about Lincoln Riley uh, in his tweet about, you know, sticking through it and stuff like that. That's got to be another one of those things where he's just like, I can't believe I have to deal with this shit. He did a tremendous job though Friday in that Zoom call. Yeah, he did. The, I mean, he which really, I told you he would. I mean, as that's close as you can to just shutting the door completely. Just like this is what's going on. But that's what he he's does. Fine. It doesn't mean that you know those coaches yeah, aren't cussing yeah. up and down <laughs> behind the door behind closed doors. But that's Lincoln. He's he's a he's not a. He's not all PR, but he handles that stuff really well. He never lets you see. He never lets you see him sweat. I mean, he's because just that Josh, dude. I thought you brought up a great point that Hazelwood didn't 
tweet anything at all during the entire game. Didn't like the tweet. That was bizarre. Didn't, yeah. Didn't tweet at all. But and then Riley comes in Friday afternoon and it's like, okay, I feel a heck of a lot better than I did 48 hours ago. But you can't tell me that somebody didn't say, dude, just wear some OU gear. All right. Yeah. Because he has been draped head to toe in that stuff since. Yeah. It was just, I mean, the whole thing was weird just how it went down. It's like, oh, shit, this kid never, he never came back. And why wouldn't you want to be with your teammates? I, I don't know. It just, the whole when he, thing. When he was, when it was told from the beginning that he was such a good teammate the entire time that he was engaged and, and all that. And we haven't mentioned, uh, I don't think we mentioned on a pod yet that, uh, you know, Kennedy Brooks will be back. We talked about the running backs, but it was interesting that Lincoln confirmed that he's been working out in the facility. And that Jalen Redmond was practicing yeah. with the team. So obviously his, he's finally rehabbed that shoulder and is able to actually get out, which he never practiced before he opted out. That, that was the whole deal. It's like, And it was on him. It was his fault because... I know how that goes. I've had, I've had, I've been playing. I was playing JUCO baseball. I had rotator cuff surgery. Had to do it all on my own. That shit is hard. And you know, to to do that every day when you're not with your team and you're not practicing, that's one of the most difficult things to do. And he didn't do it. He, like he just he, two months. He didn't rehab. So when they finally came back. He couldn't practice because he hadn't rehabbed the shoulder yet. So now it seems like he's done that. And if he can just keep practicing, it'll be the first time that he's been able to just practice in two years. If and so when they start spring football. See that Christmas photo. Is he done as a defensive tackle? Is that something that just can't happen now based on his body type? I can't say that off of one photo. I mean, I doubt he's as thin as he looked in that photo. Because he's just a big just- dude. You tell him last year he just didn't want to play that role, and they had to just keep convincing him. I mean, maybe that was part of it. Like, I'll opt back in if you. I don't want to play that position. It's not where I feel healthy at. I, I, I think Isaiah Thomas could be a really good kind of role model for him. And they're roommates too, so you know that that had to help seeing what Isaiah's done yeah. throughout this season. And having Isaiah and Perry on Winfrey back, I mean, that's huge. For the entire deal. I mean, that's his... I know it looks like Ronnie Perkins is headed to the NFL, but you get Redmond back. I think you'll get Benito back. I don't see him going. Same. People I mean, that I would think if you would have given the, them the option, number one on that list would have been... Like, if you ask Alex Grinch, who who do you want to come back? Who's your number one guy? Perrion Winfrey would have to be 1A, 1B, 1C. Yep. Yeah. Winfrey's a huge win. And, and you know, we were talking about that too. Like all these guys are Clemson. Uh they're losing all these defensive tackles. And I mean, a lot of those guys are juniors. Like, oh, you just doesn't need upperclassmen defensive linemen right now. That's the one position. Like you would think after all these years of battling to find DTs, like that's one position they I mean, Corey Robertson's been Roberson's been good. Uh I think Jordan Kelly will get only better, but Joshua Ellison's played well. I, the very, one thing we don't know, quietly. the one thing we don't know is if LeBron Stokes will come back. And you know what my first thought is to that? Where would he go? Yeah, I know. Like he I, could portal. I, like for the first time in a long time, and you're right though, Carrie. It's like I thought between Joshua Ellison and Corey Roberson, 
I thought both of those guys had really nice, quiet years. And you could probably even lump Jordan Kelly in that group. Yep. Kelly had some moments. Um, you know, the uh, – And Stokes oh, was man. never healthy. I mean, that's the thing. Right. Stokes going to get helped by COVID because he's going to get that year back, basically. You know, guys, for me, do you read much into – what Benito was going to do against John Michael Terry entering in the portal like that? Like if Benito was leaving or had given any indication of such, there's no way John Michael Terry leaves, right? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I mean, and I'll say I, this for I, I John agree. Michael Terry: it seems like he's got a pretty good head on his shoulders because he's looking at like ECU and Louisville. Like he's he doesn't have like he's not trying to go to LSU or something. I mean, yeah. Like I think hey, TJ, play, man. I think TJ Pledger still kind of feels like I noticed he followed a bunch of USC coaches. Robert Barnes has followed a bunch of Missouri coaches. Like, guys, let's let's be realistic about who you are. What was weird about yeah. when Barnes announced Missouri fans flooded him first. If, so I don't know if he got spurred. Do you think? Uh, that, but I wonder Missouri if EJ retweeted him or something. Maybe. I, I don't know. It's just Bar- As soon as Barnes went in, Missouri fans were in my mentions like crazy. Yeah, but it's it goes back to the stars in front of his name yeah, coming out of high school. Does. Yep. He had an Alabama offer. Look, I think I think he could be a good player. He just – he I mean, he I thought it in high school, Josh. You know this. Like, when we saw him out at Grand Prairie, I thought, he's too big to be a safety. He's going to have to be a linebacker. And yep. maybe that was he, partly knowing his dad, and watching him his dad play. Injury. And, I mean, yeah, all those injuries have just taken. The that's pole. the thing. I, I prior to the injury, maybe he. I don't think he ever looked the same moving around ever right. again. He just Correct. he wasn't himself. Then, Josh that, Jacobs. That just Why'd you have to do yeah. that to him, Josh Jacobs? Oh. Well, I mean, you know, Josh Jacobs is known to be a little reckless. You know, so he did that. I mean, I know you're talking about the DUI, but. Mm-hmm. He did that to a guy in the NFL this year too. Yep. Oh, I can't remember who it was. Yeah. I mean, the the argument that people tried to make there, like for the first couple of years, like, oh, Abdul Adams, nope, 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 nope. Stop making that point. That that's that's a loser. Don't do that. Um, Abdul Adams, missed. another they guy mi- that J. Bullware ran off. Uh, and Abdul Adams, another guy, like I mentioned, that has. Gone? Has he done anything at Syracuse? Did he? Is he? Did he finish up up there? Yeah, he was. He was playing a lot for him. Okay, I think I he was halfway he productive. It okay. was just it was Syracuse. Good. I mean, he was always a good dude to deal with. Game. I mean, I don't remember hearing his name ever again. I am almost intrigued enough to see what his stats were. I am pulling it up as we speak. Okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, I'm intrigued enough for you, Bob. I got you. <laughs> So, um, yeah, I mean, look, there's a lot of stuff that's yet to play out. We're going to see. I mean, OU hasn't taken, I would tell people this, OU hasn't taken a lot of flyers in recruiting. I mean, I know that was a, ugh, I didn't want to bring up Tristan Lee, but, uh, you yeah, know, to I think we have to talk about it. But, I mean, OU hasn't. i got to get my whiskey. Right. OU has not, uh you know, they haven't gone after a lot of plan B guys in recruiting, so I, I, I don't know that they're just going to take flyers on guys in the transfer portal just to do it. Right. And, I mean, Ryan, uh, Lincoln said it at signing day, and then he said it last Friday. He's been adamant. 
we're just not going to take guys to take guys. They've got there's got to be a reason. They've got to fit what we want, what what we need, and you know, I, I think that's kind of thrown the board off a little bit just because of all these names coming in the last two three days. And you know, I, I know social media doesn't tell you everything, but when you see the lack of interaction between the coaches or or the support staff with these people that are entering the portal it's like maybe just tap the brakes a little it's not going to happen overnight it's going to be a bit longer of a process than maybe you would like people are storming the capitol right now are you serious what's happening are you going political damn it I'm just, it's unbelievable. I'm watching it right now. People are trying to storm the Capitol right now. I'd actually oh, rather sure. like to talk about Tristan Lee. <laughs> yes, seconded. First. Come on, Josh. No, yeah, I got you. I got you. Uh, 95 carries in 12 career games. Uh, last He finished in 2019 for 355 yards. Uh, lo- career long of 20 with the Orangemen, or I guess the Orange. Now, um, career average per carry of 3.7, so not great. Um, Still has the 99-yard run. Can't take it. He'll always, have, he'll always have Waco. He and David Koresh. <laughs> oh, wow, Josh, you just went Eddie on us right now. You did. <laughs> I was trying to think of anybody else that thinks of Waco as like their their crowning moment. Uh, what's her names do? Joanna, Chip, and Joanna. Yeah. Anna and uh, oh. the Gaines family. I'm sure Eddie I, I, will be getting the new Discovery Plus so you can watch her cooking shows. <laughs> is your wife going to make you get that, Bob? It is advertised like crazy. I don't. I don't think that's on our top list. We watch a lot of those stations, but I don't think we need more of those. Stations. Yeah, you get enough as it is. Like, yep. I can watch diners, drive-ins, and dive whenever I want. I don't you need know, to pay for that it. Magnolia Market was the original uh, Branch Davidian compound. <laughs> oh no, it wasn't. <laughs> There's Eddie. There you go. <laughs> I've heard that before. I don't say that, but people do. <laughs> Um, okay, Tristan Lee. Um, All right. The, is this the most egregious life. offense in the history of recruiting that you've, you've ever come across, Josh? No, it's not that. I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> it's not good. It's a bad look for everybody involved. I mean, I, and guys, at first I was like, okay, this is an Oklahoma thing. They're pissed. They they thought it was going to be them. Kind of everybody thought it was going to be them, and they're mad. Guys, I'm telling you, his brother, I, I really hope Clemson will recruit him because I can tell you Ohio State and Oklahoma, from people I've talked to, will not be involved in that recruitment. They are not happy with the way that played out. They want nothing um, to do with the family now. Yeah, I, I I don't expect that door to reopen anytime soon. And it was just, again, like, people are like, well, you know, OU's had guys. Nick Benito is a guy that signed early, quietly, and then committed at the uh, the Under Armour game in his case. But except that Louisville, Except Louisville burned him. Yeah, yeah, Louisville put it out there. Yeah, but, I mean, the the primary difference is Nick Benito wasn't continuing to – 
sell the story and talking to all the – I mean, even on Twitter, you sort of get it. Like, because he's trying to make a national announcement. He's trying to do his whole thing. So, like, on Twitter, hey, you know what? Yep. Fans are – like, I, I get it. Coaches who you have personal relationships with and have invested time, money, and effort into you, I don't know how you look at them and lie and just lie to their faces. Like, I – that's – and it's – I think it's not it, even this is one of ahead. those things where the NCAA could easily step in yep. and make yep. this a moot point to where when someone signs, you just have to know like you're going to sign, but it's going to be made public. Like, yep. we're going to have to share with other teams around the country who has signed an NLI. Like, it just has to be that way. So, this does not happen again because you had several schools that were screwed because they did not know. That he signed a letter of intent. Yeah, is this a Guys, violation? I mean, a very minor one, but is it a violation? Exactly. No. OU, Ohio State, it? LSU, yeah. Miami, Florida, they committed violations. And I'm not trying to bag on anybody. It's not their fault. There's no way mm-hmm. they could have known they did. Like that's it's an absurd thing if they would even attempt to penalize them for it. Any of them. But I mean, that's the situation. And like I said, I'm not even mad at the kid. This is something he is permitted to do. He didn't break any rules. He didn't do anything wrong. I, I, I mean, like I said, it's not the way I would want to handle it, but, you know, I, I get it. Like, that, that's okay. He can do that. The NCAA just allowing it to not, just to be this, you know, like, why, why isn't when a kid signs and he becomes documented and Clemson can tweet out his picture whenever they want to, you know, you, we, we know what we're talking about. When it's official, the school has all their, their T's crossed and everything's dotted. And they can send out their stuff to, you know, their, their, let's face it, propaganda of, hey, we signed this guy and we're so excited about him and welcome to the team. And they run their little highlight videos or whatever. At that point, there should be an NCAA database where the schools can know. And then at that point, the schools have the choice. And, the, the, you know, if maybe they, maybe they choose to go the classy route and they don't out, you know, out anybody like everybody but Louisville and the Nick Benito situation or, they go the other way and say, you know what? But that's something the kids, it's its not their fault because it's possible, but they don't understand what they're doing. Because let's say, oh, you knew Tristan Lee had signed on December 14th. Maybe they go offer a different guy. They say, mm-hmm. you know what, there's still this guy, and we, we want to offer him, we want to go that route. Well, then that kid, you know, he could have had an option he didn't know was available to him, and maybe he loved Oklahoma. You know, whatever the case may be, there's a 100 scenarios you could play out to make it as you know, violin background music as possible, but at the same time, it's it's something that hamstrings the school and for no good reason other than the kid wants to have his ceremony or his moment in the sun. Man, you got to make choices sometimes. You're you're an adult. Do you want to have your moment more and then wait and sign until February, or do you want to do it in December and be done with it? And you know, you can have a signing day at school or something. It's it's your choice, but you have to make some choices. And it, I don't think it's the NCAA being negligent. I think it's something they never thought about. Yeah, and it's something yeah. they need to be aware of. Yeah, Josh, I mean, you learn about all, you learn about all this. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> go ahead, Bob. I'll just shut up. Do you think they that you, they would have went after that kid that signed with Pittsburgh? There's a possibility. Now, I think he signed pretty early, so I I, I don't know. Like now, maybe if they, you know, if Tristan had told him a day or two before, hey, yeah, you mm-hmm. know, I think it's going to be Clemson, or they had started to get that vibe, whatever it may be, then maybe they go in that direction. But I mean, there's still guys like Josh Simmons out there from Los Angeles that 
you know, I know a lot of people said, oh, oh, you just got to go get him. He's got to convince himself he's an offensive lineman and not a defensive tackle um, if OU is going to be involved with him. So it may be another, you know, kind of like uh, Michael Thompson a couple years Michael ago Thompson. where yep. OU just can't sell him on the idea of, you know, being um, being something, you know, other than a defensive lineman. And at that point, OU doesn't need him on the defensive line. They need help on the offensive line, which – Guys, when's the last time we've said that sentence? Where OU's, you know, OU needs some bodies on the offensive line, but the defensive line looks great. I mean, it's just crazy how those tables have turned so quickly. But you know, like I said, this is a deal where I, I think, and like you know, I know we were talking earlier about Lincoln Riley saying we're not just going to take bodies to take bodies. They almost have to take one or two offensive linemen. They almost have to, um, just for not for game reps, but just to get through practices and do the things that they want to do. They need some guys there that can play a role and, you know, be whether they're a backup or not, we need guys to get reps and give our guys a rest from time to time. Same deal at running back. They they just need another body. And especially if Ramondre Stevenson goes pro, they may have to get two. So they're going to have to make some choices here. But, again, like we've been saying all along, that's the point of doing the portal is you, you're signing off on a guy for a year or two rather than four or five. You, if you're wrong and he doesn't really help, well, he was in practice and he helped us. And now, now he's on, you know, we can got to try to refill that scholarship as it is, you know, Caleb Williams could be departing by the time the player you took out of high school, you know, who didn't do anything in college is ready to go on to something else and you can refill that scholarship. So it's, it's just less risk for you. Well, and I mean, as, as far as the offensive line stuff goes, look, Eric Swenson's coming back. Uh, losing, you're not gonna, you're not going to right now unless you get someone in, or Anton Harrison, you know, continues to progress, or other these other guys maybe step up. I think you just move Swenson to right tackle, and then you put Anton Harrison at left tackle, heading into next year. I'm not yep. throwing the towel on on Stacey Wilkins. I'm no, maybe sir. I should, but I'm not. I'm not doing it. Yet. You got to have a towel before you throw it. I mean, I mean, at the very least, it's a positive that he's coming back because yeah. when, when when he decided to opt out, I think that, like, if you would have had a gun to my head, I probably would have said he'd be in the portal or maybe one of the first guys to be in the portal. Yep. Yeah, it's good that he's coming back, but at the same time, there's no track record there that makes you say, okay, the kid has figured it out. Yeah, and that's true. The, the The thing about him, though, is is he has so many just God-given talents that he's almost a step above somebody that maybe you would look at as taking a chance against. It's just can he? I'm not saying he's. I'm not saying he's Tremont Moore, but sure. he's kind of in that same category for me right now. Well, he's wow. done nothing to. It's kind of the Schrodinger's cat, or whatever, if you will. Sorry, if you don't watch Big Bang Theory. Yeah, I thought I, was like, I bet I'm the only one that gets this reference. <laughs> I, I I got it, I got it. But that's just because I've I'm highly educated and have a big science background. <laughs> <laughs> no, we just all really like watching Penny. I think is what that comes down to. Um, outside of that, uh, Bob, you want to hit on some hoops, or was there some other football stuff you guys wanted to get in before we get out of here? I think I'm good on the football stuff. Now, is this are are the Sooners headed for their first beatdown of the season? 
Man, it feels like it. It does. That Baylor machine just looks un- unstoppable. And if Brady Manick and Austin Reeves can't put it together, it, it it's going to get ugly. Well, I mean, I, you feel better about the West Virginia win since they came back and beat Oklahoma State. Of course, they did that. They were down 19, and then OSU, Cade Cunningham has to stop fouling out of games or getting in really bad foul trouble. That was a good, I thought it was a good, a good call on the fifth foul as a charge. Yeah. Uh, but TCU got smacked by Kansas. I watched some of that game. Uh, was that last night? Six-game winning streak. So that makes OU fans feel a little better about that win in Fort Worth. I mean, yeah, you got smacked by Kansas, but they were 9-2 and two coming into that game. So it feels like those first couple of conference wins – might actually mean something. So that's it's not it's not a bad start. Gibson yeah. might need 14 three-pointers against Baylor. Yep. <laughs> and he'll be will he'll be willing to shoot them. <laughs> he, he, he I've never, you know, even when they weren't falling, he wasn't scared to take like the 25-foot three in rhythm. And now that they're going in, you definitely just give them the green green light. Just someone that adjusted so well to anything that Lon has asked him to do. How much of a jump has has Kerr Quath, Quath made this year? Quath, Quath is it? Quath? I don't think he's made any. I really don't, and that's why Victor Ibakor started the last couple of games. And it's sort of, I think it's Lon's way of saying, Kerr, come on, you have got to step it up. You can't be good for 10, 15 minutes. We need you to be good for twenty-five to thirty. And I don't know if he has it in him. He played the spurt he played on Saturday was very effective. But that's the Kirk Quest from like last year or two two years ago. He's got to be more consistent yeah. for a longer period of time. So it's Baylor and then Kansas. Is that what we're we're staring yes, at here? Yes, it is at Baylor at at Kansas. Thank you very much. <laughs> All you need to sprinkle in is a at Texas to really make it feel feel nice. Oh, man. Um. Well, I mean, it's been it's been a good ride, and I, regardless of what happens during the stretch, OU still looking like a tournament team, even though the the tournament stuff just continues. It's not weird, but it's just I don't. I, I mean, everybody being in Indiana and some of it in Indianapolis. Cool. And I don't know how they're going to gauge things. Almost what we saw with football, but with so many programs pausing, yeah. You know, some teams probably only played three or four games at this point, and some have played 11 or 12. I don't know how they're going to... How the committee's going to handle it. Yeah. Yep. Well, for the mid-majors, I would imagine it's going to be very important to win your conference tournament, as it always is, but maybe even more so this year. By the way, can I say this? Um, I don't give a fuck if they have to postpone the championship game. I don't care. Same. If I'm Ohio State, I do fake COVID because I want Justin. I want to see Justin Field. Justin Fields. Yeah, I said that right. I was he and Broyles get me screwed up all the time. Um, I want to see him at his best. I don't, I don't know. Jalen Waddle at his best too. Then were you guys at? Were you guys surprised by the outcomes of either semifinal game? I I don't know. Obviously not surprised about the Alabama game, but I was just uh, I guess a little bit surprised just. How out and overmatched Clemson looked. Yeah, the ACC was overrated this year. They got a Clemson bump because it's the stupid same committee that values. Like, I love how coaches always say every year is a new year. The the college football playoff committee doesn't look at it that way. 
they give you credit for previous years. And ACC went 0 and 6. The ACC was, they were down. And Clemson wasn't as good, especially on defense this year. I mean, and right. it didn't, it just, it never, maybe it should have revealed itself when they lost to Notre Dame. But yeah, I mean, if, if you're going to remove anybody, I it just, it's, it's disappointing that the ACC got two teams in when their league, at the, in the end, and it's hindsight, so it's not really fair, but in the end, they never should have gotten two teams in, in the Final Four. And I'm not saying OU should have been in, but I don't think A&M should have been either, so I guess I really have nothing to bitch about. And th- that's what's weird. The last two years, there's been three elite teams, and you just have to have a fourth. I do think OU would have been the the fourth best team, though, at the time. I just want to see the committee, and I said this, I want to see him get back to where winning a championship on the field matters. So if, I mean, that should be, that should be your determining factor over everything. And it's not, and it hasn't been for a while. That's the only thing that bothers me. Do you guys think Alabama wins it pretty easily then? I don't. Yeah, they're going to beat the shit out of them. Okay. I don't. Maybe I just think I, th- I think Waddle is bringing Waddle back kind of throws a kink in things. I know he's good, but, I mean, Mac Jones and Devontae Smith have been really good. Justin Fields was awesome, though, Friday Oh, night. he was. That I, deep I, ball was, that was beautiful. And he's have got... Have heard what he's really going through or have they been hush hush about that ribs on that play bob media day is today so maybe something i know i got a transcript email right when we started i haven't looked at it but i'm sure they'll keep it tight but media day is usually a day when something like you know something slips out a little bit at least we didn't get the friday night text message that uh your reservations for the national championship game (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I loved watching the evening game. I wish the first game would have been a little bit more competitive, but I got to say, I I enjoyed being at home, being able to watch both games and not watching it in a press box, half, you know, half watching it in a press box, getting ready for game or being in a post game while another was going on. Cincinnati, too. That was nice, too. Yeah. Watch that game. That was a great final weekend of, of college football. I really enjoyed it. I actually enjoyed the A&M game. I mean, up until they just kind of blew it out at the end. Guys, you know, we talked about the ACC being a little overrated. Was the Big 12 better than you thought it was? Absolutely. Like, looking back on it now? I don't think there's any other thing you can say, but yes. I mean, West Virginia, that's a good win over Army. The thing that's weird about the Big 12 is Oklahoma State is so much better than they showed this year. Because Spencer Sanders was psychotic. I tweeted it early in that game uh, with Miami. I was like, he is the guy I will always be wrong about. The second I choose to believe in him, he goes to shit. And the second I'm like, he's shit, he plays like a just an absolute dude. And you're like, I don't know which one of you is real. It just doesn't make sense that he can do that one game with Dylan Stoner and the next with Brennan Presley. And he can't do shit with Tylen Wallace. Okay, let me get my one quick PSA out here. 
Brennan Presley was not recruited over Brian Darby or anybody else. <laughs> Marvin Mims and Brennan Presley are the same type of player. If you'd rather have exactly. Brian Br- Brennan, Brennan Presley, fine. I would disagree. I think the stats tell you something there, too. But, I mean, don't get me wrong. Brennan Presley is a really, really good player and is going to be a real problem in the Big 12. But people trying to make these arguments that don't exist – and largely doing it so that they can argue about Oklahoma recruiting in-state and just making stupid, stupid points. Um, that's fine, but it's just not correct. Josh is just taking shots at everybody today. Because, uh, guys, it's this recruiting crap, and you get anybody that wants to can just walk into the recruiting world and say stupid things. And they're like, well, yeah, Josh, what do you think about that? I think it's stupid. I think it's a really stupid point. Yeah, yeah. So do you think, oh, you should start recruiting Oklahoma or not? <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm very, I, I, I think they maybe should just, you know, cut the whole state out of it. Just, just don't even bother in your own state borders because they've you never recruited the state. Oklahoma, you are disqualified from playing football at Oklahoma. I may, and maybe they can, you know, uh, the entire university consider just not taking students from the state i mean let's just let's just do it right here if we're going to do it and oklahoma can continue to just ruin the state of oklahoma God, how many like guys to get a call from david boren uh, i mean josh jacobs give me another good example of an in-state guy that was clearly a better option than what oklahoma took in the state of oklahoma you can't do it there's i mean they're, they're not can't there's a couple but acting like it's some massive method of uh, of screw-ups is just stupid. Josh Proctor and Dax Hill, they recruited the hell out of those guys. Like, they wanted both of them. Now, I, I guess recruited the hell out of them is a careful way to say they wanted them and they recruited them. I'm not sure the effort was where it should have been. I'll, I'll give that point. But the, the problems there are no longer in Norman. So I don't know what you're faulting there. Cam Curl is a good example. I, I can get there with you on that. Same deal. Not the same staff. It's it's not. You can't hold people responsible for things that they weren't part of. It's it's just fun to point out, you know, guys like Charlie Kohler. Yeah, I, Ch- Charlie Kohler is a great player. Um, let's see what what class would he have been in? Who who did he come in? Well, with? He, he I was, think we figured out he's the Calcaterra's class. That's what everybody figured out on the board the yeah. other day because yep. that was the yes. argument. Yeah, twenty seventeen. And ev- and I guarantee you, Matt Campbell would have taken Grant Calcaterra over Charlie Kolar. Like, it's, it's not. It's great that Charlie Kolar has yeah. become. Yeah, Charlie Kolar has become a great player, and you know, obviously Calc would have been there too if not for injury. But you can't rewrite history. It just that's it's just silly. Like you can't know. What's gonna happen? You know, like a guy's gonna hit a weight program and he's gonna explode. I mean, you know, you, Why can't there's just no way that, to figure that. I mean, I did the same thing with George Kittle. They're terrible well, I, I at evaluating wonder, future tight ends. Now, the next time there is even a remotely good tight end from Norman, recruit his ass. Just recruit <laughs> him. I don't want to hear about it. Just take him. Um, but you know, we'll, we'll have to see what what kind of comes of that. But sure, I mean, like I said, there are examples, but. Most of them are easily explainable. I think Josh Jacobs was a huge miss. I said it at the time. This isn't revisionist history for me. Like this is, I, I thought they should have put more effort into him, and they didn't. And 
We need before, to get like you know, we need to get like Tyler Tettleton to do PSAs for us or something. Like OU was right in not taking Bo Blankenship and me. Like that was the correct thing for them to do. <laughs> He's gonna bag on himself. <laughs> Well, I mean, I, he's a really smart guy. I mean, he knows he how this he works. Is. I mean, he would. T- I think he would tell you that. Like, he would tell you exactly what Josh is telling you. Well, because he's now been out in the world. He knows what he was and what he wasn't when he was at Norman North. He was a really good knows, quarterback. Yeah, I mean, yes. No, no I'm not bagging player. on him at all. He did a great job picking Ohio, and so did Bo Blankenship. And they both had nice careers there. And he would tell you that George Kittle was not OU good coming out of high school. For I mean, he was a wide receiver. He wasn't George Kittle that he is with the 49. He's not a he wasn't the Pro Bowl George Kittle. Nobody saw that coming. Guys, a perfect example is currently on Oklahoma staff, Brian Odom. I guarantee you Brian Odom would tell you he would not recruit himself if he was recruiting running backs right now. And Brian Odom is one of the great running backs in Oklahoma high school football yeah. history. Yeah. Owns all sorts of records. And, uh, you know, was was there at the end of Ada's real heyday. And he would tell you he would not recruit himself. Like, I, I guarantee it. Because the, it's not just about being a good high school football player. It, it's not what it is. It's There's so much more. Like, how do you project? It's like, just like what you're talking about with Charlie Kolar. Charlie Kolar was worth taking a risk on because he was big and long and he could run. Iowa State, Iowa State didn't want him to be the player he was in high school. They wanted to see what they could turn him into. He was a complete proje- He was a projection take, and it worked out well for them. At the same time, Oklahoma doesn't live in that world. If OU fans saw OU taking a bunch of projects, they'd be furious. Yeah, it's the same guys that are saying, "Oh, they should recruit Oklahoma more." Yeah, well, that guy's not going to be ready for three years. You cool with waiting on him? Hell no. Okay, you can't have it both ways. You think Charlie leaves? Did he announce anything? That feels like a him and Brock Purdy sit down, and he's like, "Brock, you going?" Okay, I'm going to stay if you're going to stay. Because um, he's got his quarterback. So, like, uh, he could have another huge year with Brock Purdy. And I think they return a bunch of offensive linemen. The Hutchinson I kid should Brock be back. coming back. He did. Did he? Okay. Yeah. I, okay. Well, yeah. then, I, it would make some sense for me, for him to come back. Because, I mean, he ain't going to be tied in one in this group. Um, but, you know, maybe next year he could be. You never know. Eddie, who is it on the board that is – putting together the Dallas Cowboys and Norman right now. I think that is uh, from somewhere else that it's being talked about. Oh, God. Jason, Jason Witten's coming in as the new coach. I think he has to retire from the NFL first. Yes, he does. Well, and we all saw from his time on ESPN, he relates very well and can <laughs> present information in colorful ways. So, no, no, no. No. Mm-mm. I, I just think that Lincoln is going to... I mean, let's talk about this last thing before we get out of here. Lincoln has hinted, hinted so many times, Bob and Eddie, that he's looking to do something different than just hire yep. a tight ends coach. I don't know what he's like. Basically, he's saying, I'm going to go out there and get somebody that is a difference maker as a coach and fit him in our staff somehow. 
yeah, I'm going to go get the best coach available to join this staff of coaches, and then we'll figure out who's going to coach tight ends. It's almost the feeling that you get. Right, and maybe that's Kale Gundy, and he just switches Kale Gundy, and maybe he moves the H-backs back to uh, DeMarco Murray. I mean, maybe he – it just – to me, he's hinted at it twice now. So yeah. I don't think you – I'm not expecting him to make a tight end H-back coach hire at this point. Special teams is interesting, though, because that's still lingering out there. Yeah, I, I do think, though, that like at the same time, I think like all the guys that were mentioned a month ago when Beamer took the job, you can't necessarily just take them off the list. And mm-hmm. maybe that's because of the connections back to the program. Yeah. But, you know, I, I think everybody's kind of on the same level right now. It's going to be really kind of fun to see which way they go with it. And the conspiracy theory of doing the, Mal- the Malcolm Kelly rap when you might think about hiring him. If they want to bring him back and he does that before every game, I say you pay him double of what you expected to pay somebody. That would be interesting. I haven't talked to Malcolm in a while. I haven't talked to him since he joined the TCU staff. How surprised were you guys about the Texas thing? I mean, that shit's wild to me. That I did not think that that was going to happen like that. It's not as good a hire as when they made when they hired Tom Herman. It's not as big a splash. Tom Herman was the He was the hottest name. Yep. Hottest name in coaching when he took played over the Texas job. LSU off, yeah. I mean, played him like a fiddle. I mean, it, it definitely had the feeling of they the, you know, the big money boosters or whatever went out. They tried to woo Urban, he said no, and they came back to Austin and were like, "Well, shit." We have to do something. Yeah, I think I think back. I think once Del Cani, uh announced that he would be back for their head coach, the boosters was like, "No, we're not. We want. We will pay the buyout, but we want a different coach. We do not want Tom Herman back." I mean, I think Tom Herman lost his job, got his job back, and then lost it again. You just can't trust the CDC. <laughs> oh, it's not the CDC. It's. It's the money ball. It's the money boys. They're at least smarter than the Auburn money people. I was surprised that I don't know. I I've been surprised that Chris Delconi hasn't been able to. I, I guess what I'm trying to say is like his tenure as athletic director has not gone as maybe I thought it was going to go. I, I really yeah. I thought he was a great hire. Mm-hmm. And you know, talking to some people from behind the scenes in uh, Fort Worth, it sounds like. Like, people liked him. He did a lot, but he also rubs a lot of people the wrong way, I think. Hmm. Now, that can be dangerous when you're in Austin. In Fort Worth, you can survive. Austin, that's uh, that's going to be a problem. Yeah, it's not, uh, like, it's not like being an AD at Baylor or Oklahoma or Oklahoma State. Like, I would say Auburn's probably the only thing that compares and probably – I mean, Alabama, I don't think they have those kind of problems. It's just so, the the money people are so fractured, and, and f- there's so many of them, and they're all coming from different directions. Like, everywhere else seems like they kind of don't have that controlling problem from their boosters and their donors. But they do at Auburn, they do at Texas. Maybe they do at other schools in the SEC, I don't know. They're psychotic. There's just no other way to say it. There, there are people in Austin and that are part of the 
University of Texas, you know, alumni base that are they're just their head. They are they're insane. They're they have mental issues. I think it's just people in Texas with people in Texas with money are just. I think they're just so much more arrogant than most people. And they're just bullies. I mean, that's the that's the impression you've always gotten. There, no, there is. Um, you have to take some bullying courses to move into this neighborhood I'm in at the moment. So that is, uh, it's part of it. You know, you turn, learn to talk down to people, um, <laughs> just say rude things. You know, that's it's it's just. But I mean, like that's that's part of the um, the homeowners package when you buy in. It's, it's a class. It's a whole thing. So yeah, I would it, stop, there, Josh. People are going to remember this when the next meltdown happens. <laughs> Your neighborhood is going to become... Next time you try to blow up your house. Oh, God. Yeah, I think even people were criticizing you for almost killing yourself. That meltdown was so bad. I wish you would have lit a cigarette with that Should have finished the job. Damn it, Josh. That gas pipe's working better than you are. (laughs) I think that was the actual comment, yeah. I think it could have been. Did you get your uh, wallabot in? Yeah, I did. I did. I got it yesterday. I haven't had a chance to mess with it yet because, you know, I've been working. But, um, but no, uh, we, we've about got the whole pat. Uh, the, the hole is patched. Like, we've got drywall up, but I've got to go now and mud it and tape it and do all that so stuff. So you didn't to hire it. that um, out. I admire that. No, I, 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 guys, I like fixing stuff. Like, I, I like doing stuff. Now, I don't love it as much when I screw it up and cause myself great po- problems and uh, great expense. But um, but no, I I like to fix that, guys. You you guys mo- joke about it all the time. I do my own yard work. Like I I like doing because I don't know if it's because we sit. I mean, like our jobs are just sitting down, like talking yeah. on the phone or being on the computer, getting up and moving. I like that. It it, it makes me no. It's it, necessary. It, I don't know. It's, yeah. it's it's a brain relief for me sometimes. No, I'll I'll be honest. Uh, I did. I have two stud finders already, but I ordered another one after your incident. That uh, finds pipes and, you know, wires Mm -hmm. and stuff, so. Yeah, so I should tell you guys, the guy that fixed it came out um, really, really, like, we got lucky. We had a, it wasn't finally finished until, like, New Year's Eve at, like, noon. Um, They, we finally had everything put back in. But the guy, the actually guy that came out and fixed the pipe, the plumber, he he took the pipe out, set it on my workbench, and found the drill and the drill bit, and put the drill bit into the hole on the pipe and left it sitting there, <laughs> so I could see exactly where I had punctured the pipe. It was it was a dick move, but I respect it just the same. So, wow. uh, yeah, he he was a young guy. He he thought that was pretty damn funny. I'll be perfectly honest. Now that you're alive and your house didn't explode, I'm gonna dick with you. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Nobody died. He's, I'm, th- you're going to pay me a whole bunch of money, and I still get to be an ass to you. So it was, a, it was a strong move by him. Well, I'm glad it's behind you, um, and I'm glad we're uh, we're done with the pod for today. Um, so appreciate it, guys. And uh, remember, DeadSoxy.com. Go check them out. Uh, great sponsor of the pod. And uh, we'll be back again next week because more will happen. There'll be more transfer portal news. Of hopefully, decisions will all be made. Uh, and we'll know who is and who is not coming back. I believe the 18th is the deadline for NFL declarations. So uh, hopefully all that stuff will be sorted. We'll have more to talk about next week, uh, as well as uh, some more hoops action 
uh, to follow. And then uh, Senior Bowl coming up, so I'll have some Sooners in that one, especially uh, Adrian Ely. Be interesting to see how he does. Uh, so thanks to everybody for listening. Thanks to Josh and Eddie and Bob. And we'll see you guys back here. By the way, go report Eddie is hacked on Twitter. Do him a favor. Uh, maybe that will help him get it solved uh, sooner. It's Eddie underscore Ratto uh, on Twitter, at Eddie underscore Ratto. Uh, please go and report that he has been hacked so maybe Twitter can uh, get him taken care of and get him back on Twitter because uh, Oklahoma's greatest influencer needs your help. And give us back our war room because Josh makes us green being an android. Oh, you android jerk. <laughs> <laughs> You're my only group text that's green. Yep. That almost makes it worth it. May, Eddie, I'm sorry. You may have to stay hacked. I may hack you after this. I wouldn't be surprised if it was you to begin with. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you back here next week on another edition of the Unofficial 40 Podcast from SoonerScoop.com.